Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Gats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today we are brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. This edition of the show, we will discuss Kyle's new piece that's going to come out on The Athletic about something Kentucky needs to do to make a run in the NCAA tournament. He asked a bunch of people. Uh, we'll also update some possible UK football coaching changes. Uh, some people on the inter- internet were happy about this possibilities. Others weren't. Let's start out with the, the football talk because that's what's going on as we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Is gaining a lot of steam. Eddie Grant is one of the candidates for Georgia's offensive coordinating job. If you're a little bit behind and you're wondering why does Georgia, who just had a pretty solid year even though they looked bad in their bowl game, have an opening at their OC position, it is because Tennessee hired Georgia's offensive coordinator. Uh, the, In all honesty, the secondary coordinating carousel that happens every year in college football is almost as interesting as the head coaching carousel, uh, Kyle. But uh, what all this leads to is the possibility of Eddie Grant is now a candidate, uh, apparently, and a legitimate candidate, not just like a rumor mill candidate, for the Georgia offensive coordinating job. Uh, You know, when you first read that today, Kyle, was that surprising to you? What was your immediate reaction? Yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised uh, just because, you know, I've been a little critical. I think certainly Kentucky fans have been very critical of Eddie Grand. I, he's done a nice job. He's uh, he, he's an established an identity for Kentucky, whether people like that identity or not. I mean, they're a run first team that controls the clock. I mean, they've had under Eddie Grand, they've uh, both recruited and then coached up the uh, all time leading rusher in school history. I mean, there's nothing that's nothing to sniff at. They had Boom Williams before, uh, who was a, a an electric player. Um, they played together for a year and had a, had great success. Um, you know, he's presided over an offense that has done what Mark Stoops wants to do. And you've got a good defense, certainly this season, run the football, take care of the football. Um, hadn't scored a whole lot of points. There've been games they lost where the offense obviously let them down a little bit. Um, but I think he has done, you know, what Mark Stoops has wanted him to do, um, I, I do not agree with the Barrett Salee, a national college football guy who went on CBS uh, and made the assertion that Eddie was a top five coordinator in the country. I, I, I don't know that I buy that, uh, but I think he is really well respected. And I think, you know, people do associate him outside the program a lot more with Kentucky's success than, than folks inside the pro or, or fans of the program, you know, and so I, I'm a little surprised, but I, I do think Eddie Grant is, is, really highly thought of and he's a guy who's been in other places in the sec and you know was a respected running backs coach at auburn and um at tennessee right was he at tennessee i'm i'm like my mind is uh i'm mixing i may be mixing him and darren hinshaw yeah, i think you're in kentucky so long now um he had uh he had a you know a different kind but a prolific offense uh at cincinnati uh, did eddie grant and so i i think people think a lot of him um and so maybe to Kentucky feels surprising, but um, I guess it's, we shouldn't be that surprised. 
Well, okay, a couple of points uh, that I want to make, and I saw some stats tweeted out, and I'll just, I'll believe them because they were on Twitter, but Kentucky ranked 12th in total offense in the SEC, which is near the bottom, and 103rd in the country, and a lot of people were complaining about the passing stats, which I, I feel like... Uh, Eddie Grand loses almost either way. If you want to point out his terrible passing, the passing stats of the team being bad, okay. Uh, but when you had the best runner in school history, you, in theory, you're going to pass less. So that and that goes into the whole CJ Conrad debate, and, and you know I don't think we need to rejudicate that whole thing. Um, but uh, I will say that you know the offense wasn't great, but when you have a defense like Kentucky had this season. Why are you going to take a bunch of chances? And listen, there, if you want to point to specific play calls, yeah, Eddie Grant hits missings, and those are very evident. And when you miss on an offensive call and you lose yards, it's easy to say that was a stupid play call. But, I mean, everybody apparently has stupid calls, even super mega geniuses like Nick Saban, who called the most ridiculous fake field goal in probably the history of football. And how smart is he? So if you're going to point to, like, a couple of specific plays and get all bent out of shape about that, then you know that's that's you're going to be able to do that with almost any coach and any walk of life. Specifically to Georgia, I think that this would be kind of interesting because Georgia always has running backs. It doesn't matter what. Right. It doesn't seem to matter what year it is. Like you, you'll you know you're worried like oh man they just lost Todd Gurley how are they going to recover after that oh man they just lost Nick Chubb right. how are they going to recover and it just goes on. And on and on. Now and they for, have DeAndre Swift. He <laughs> looked like he was really like taking off at the end. And you know, I think they have another like five star guy who sat out this year. Um, may have had an injury. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, that, there's something really appealing there because if you're Eddie, you're losing your star, right? You've lost Boom a couple years ago, and you, how are you going to replace him? Well, you get uh, you get Benny Snell, and he's your all time leading rusher. I don't know. It's not quite the same as Georgia for Kentucky where they're just going to plug in the next guy for sure. Like A.J. Rose might be that guy or one of the young guys might, but you know going to Auburn to have run. Uh, in theory, they're going to have a good offensive line, and you can, uh, you know, I think Georgia would like to hang its hat on running the football. And if that's if that's the identity Kirby Smart, you know, if Kirby Smart says, I want to play defense, he's a defensive coach, I want to play defense and run the ball, well, then you – probably can't do much better than Eddie Grant. Yeah. Um, you know, just going back through his his sort of SEC history and overall history, he was at Tennessee. Uh, he was at Ole Miss, then Auburn, then Tennessee, then Florida State, uh, all his running backs coaches. Uh, and then – and so he was with – obviously with uh, Mark Stoops there. Uh, and then offensive coordinator at Cincinnati before coming to Kentucky. So um, he's he's – People are very familiar with him in the SEC and in the South. At you know, Ole Miss, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida State. He's well known there. He's obviously a good recruiter in the state of Florida. Probably has some appeal as well. Um, but you know, I, I can I can see I can certainly make a case for Eddie Grand to Georgia. Um, I'd be interested to see what Kentucky does. You know, does Kentucky just promote Darren Henshaw and does that keep him here or does? Uh, does Eddie Grand uh, try to take it? I mean, I, I would guess even if Eddie Grand wanted to take Darren Henshaw with him, if if Stoops wanted the continuity of staff and and likes what's going on with Darren Henshaw, I would imagine if he offered that to Darren Henshaw, the the difference in 
income would be enough to keep him. Um, I think, uh, but the, uh, I don't know. He, he may take that opportunity to go get a, you know, a big name offensive coordinator. No, no. The, the obvious move is you just uh, promote Darren Henshaw and then to replace that running backs coach, you just go hire Chad Scott. So Chad Scott can have three jobs. And, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding about that. But because uh, <laughs> uh, Chad Scott, if you're unaware, signed up to be coach at Louisville, and then Neil Brown got the job at West Virginia, and he West Virginia hired Chad Scott away from Louisville before Chad Scott uh, ever coached a game. And I don't even know if they even had like him any pictures of him actually in Louisville gear yet. But uh, uh, so he he got on the move before he even. He got signed up, but you know, we'll be able to kind of track this and you know, the coordinator carousel will be moving. And so if there is a move on the Kentucky staff, which I think many people anticipated and the guy that's name was most bantered about was Brad White and Stoops obviously really wants to keep him. So we'll see, we'll keep track of all those names going forward and update you on uh, when those things happen and if uh, they happen. But right now I do want to tell you guys a little bit about uh, La Rosa's who is the sponsor of this edition of the show. Uh, They have a new location that is coming to Lexington in February. If you're unfamiliar with La Rosa's, it's it's a Cincinnati thing, kind of like Skyline. It's a family restaurant that was started many years ago by Buddy La Rosa's. Uh, He and a couple friends put a couple hundred dollars each together and first built their first pizzeria up in Cincinnati, and then it just continued to grow. And the reason it grew was because of all the family recipes. Uh, besides pizza, they have all kinds of pastas and salads. They have tons and tons of dishes. Uh, so be on the lookout because La Rosa's is coming to Lexington soon in February. It'll be right across the street uh, from the skyline. Uh, so if you've never checked it out, uh, until they get to Lexington, you can go up and see their most uh, their closest location to Lexington, which is up in Dry Ridge. That's one I visit uh, quite often. Um, and until then, uh, you can check out more at LaRosas.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, speaking of Skyline, as we mentioned in the La Rosa's read there, uh, we'll promote one more time that on Thursday, which will be tomorrow, well, today, probably, if you're listening to this podcast at 1230 p.m., so hopefully you're listening in the morning and you're making Locked On Kentucky your morning show like I suggest you do every day, Uh, you can come see us. At the Lexington location of Skyline at 12.30 p.m., we're doing a live recording of the show. That's right, our 100th episode, uh, live on location with one of our awesome sponsors at uh, Skyline Chili, Richmond Road. And I also, I I tweeted it out, you can go see the picture of the gear, but I'm going to do a giveaway tomorrow. Uh, The first person who shows up to that location and can show me uh, that they have subscribed to both the podcast and to The Athletic. Uh, so my, my audio home and my writing home, uh, show me that you've both our podcast locked on Kentucky, uh, and the athletic, um, show me proof of that. The first person to do that. And you will get a hat that one of the uh, athletic black athletic snapback hats. And, uh, you can choose your size of t-shirt. I have, uh, actually have three different sizes, extra large, large, and, uh, women's small t-shirts from the athletic. Those will be yours for free if you can show me that you've subscribed to both. Uh, and one thing about the podcast, we, we haven't been mentioning this, but we should, and we're going to start mentioning it. Uh, one easy way if you, if you want to listen to our podcast is ask your smart home speaker, Alexa, or whatever you have, Google, whatever, the, whatever it is. Uh, just ask it to play podcast Locked on Kentucky. 
uh, and that should work for you. I was going to mention that too, Kyle, because uh, we've been getting emails by well, the, the too person, slow, Curtis, the person in charge, David Locke. So hopefully David Locke's listening to this edition of the show and now we can get pats on the back for, for doing that. But anytime I, have you ever heard that song called Snapbacks and Tattoos? It's a rap. I don't know why. I have not. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody had or not, but anybody, anytime someone talks about snapbacks, I always think about that song and I don't particularly know why. I don't think it was uber popular, honestly, but I don't know. My mind's a weird place. So anyway. I wear lots of snapbacks and I have a tattoo, so. Wait, you have a tattoo? I do have a tattoo. Is it? It's your name on my inner thigh. <laughs> I thought I thought it no. was going to be uh, on your lower back and it had like Courier Journal slash and then had SEC Country and then a slash and now it has the athletic. <laughs> yeah, all, the, all, my, all my work, all my work girlfriends uh, crossed out, re, just uh, scroll. It looks like a prison tattoo oh, now. Oh, Lord. Uh, no, I, but mine is, it's it's like the male <laughs> version of the uh, tramp stamp. It's uh, it's uh, between my shoulder blades, uh, tattooed on my back in my early 20s on a trip to New Orleans. So uh, that sounds about the, right. Uh, famed electric ladyland. It was fun. Yeah, I got to have a fleur de lis on my back. Oh, speaking of tattoos, Benny, did you see the tweet? Uh, I don't even know which college football person did it but where benny snell put up his belly and he has the snell yeah on his stomach and then they did a poll of which which is the worst name tattoo and they had the tyler bray the former tennessee quarterback where he has bray on his back but it's like in these stars or snell yeah over the belly there's some interesting tattoos out there joe masato did actually a really good piece Uh, on tattoos when he was at with us in sec country uh, but the, these, you can debate Benny's tattoo if you would like. Yeah, it's weird because like, like I'm, I'm like I'm not calling Benny fat, but Benny's not like <laughs> he's not like a shredded, he's not like a shredded up dude. Like it's a weird, it's like a, it's kind of weird because like usually when a guy's like just like so eager to like pull his shirt up and show off his stomach and put a tattoo on his stomach, he's gonna be like, like you know shredded benny snell is like a power back you know what i mean like he's he's like 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 what like it might have been during the bowl game somewhere i was watching and they put up on espn or whatever uh like the tattoo and they're like check out those abs (laughs) and i was like what abs and i don't have any either like i would never in a million years put my stomach on out there for the world to to see uh but i just i've always thought that was like a slightly funny thing about the the like the Benny Snell stomach tattoo. Like he's got big biceps. Put it on your arm. <laughs> the uh, and like also, I got bad news for Benny. He is gonna get old and, and legitimately fat because that's just what happens to people. And uh, yeah, I don't think he'll be going around showing it off then. Uh, my my favorite thing is uh, I I was uh, this is gonna sound like I'm trying to act like I'm cool, but I'm I'm not particularly. But with this job, you you know you meet former players and end up texting about some stuff and so uh, uh <laughs> mike edwards was tweeting about something and then a, a former kentucky player tweeted back at him and made like a fat joke and it was it was funny and i texted the player and i was like that that had me rolling and he was just like and this actually accidentally ties back into our our sponsor one of our sponsors skyline and it was unintentional at the time because i don't even think they were a sponsor when i was when this happened, but um, <laughs> I texted him. I said, "This made me laugh," and he goes, "It wasn't a real joke, man. Have you ever seen that guy with his shirt off?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." You know, he's always in uniform when I was interviewing him. Luckily, and he goes, "The only six pack 
he's ever seen is a six pack of conies. <laughs> and so <laughs> about Mike Edwards, about Mike Edwards. Yes. Do you not? Re- I mean, the, I, I didn't think I don't know, man. Like this is this is from a former player. I'm not I'm not calling out Mike Edwards, but it actually tied into something that was most recent because um. I, you know, I follow all the guys on social media, and it appears that Mike Edwards and Lonnie Johnson are training somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming Florida. I haven't exactly seen, um, but they're, you know, they're like taking pictures of the beaches and tr- shooting training videos. And he actually sent out a message. I think it was on Instagram yesterday, and it was a picture of this, what you would imagine like a healthy meal look like when you're in one of these kind of modes to get ready for the combine, which was like the rice and the steamed veggies and chicken. And the caption was, "Hopefully, this gives me abs." And so he kind of confirmed that text that I got a few months ago, which, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think you you see these phenomenal athletes and even like in their peer group, you know, it's like, actually, that super fast guy that just can, you know, is is better than everybody. He's actually not in great shape comparatively uh, to what he could be. And that's kind of like, well, wow, you don't know the, the full story. So... Well, this has been an interesting segment. Um, so I tell you what, we'll we'll reset here for a second. More on players' bodies <laughs> next week. We'll reset here for a second, and then uh, coming up next, we'll, we'll talk about that piece that, that Kyle's uh, just published on the Athletic about Kentucky basketball. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So Kyle, uh, what is uh, what was the kind? Of, can you kind of give us? We won't spoil all the details for the listeners out there because, of course, they should be subscribed to the Athletic and read all your work. But what was the premise of the piece that you were working on as we we're recording on this on Wednesday, and that should be up on the Athletic when people are listening to this? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's as we're recording. I don't think it's yet, but it should be soon. Uh, basically, I uh, asked a bunch of people um, one question, and uh, the gist of it is uh this hang on i'll i'll just pull it up here the uh the the question was for every all of them was what is the most important thing for kentucky to fix figure out or do better to become a legitimate national title contender by march Uh, and i asked seth greenberg of espn former virginia tech coach uh, ken pomeroy of kenpom.com and also works for us at the athletic uh, stats guru jay billis of espn Kyle Mann, who we've uh, talked to before and talked about a lot, uh, he does video breakdowns for The Ringer now and has his own site, The Dime Drop. He does really smart basketball video an- analysis, um, and he had some interesting stuff. Uh, Vicini of, of The Athletic, who does college basketball and NBA draft for us, Gary Parrish of CBS Sports, uh, and Mike Pratt, uh, just asking them all the question, uh, what's what, what important thing for Kentucky to fix, figure out, or do better to become uh, a title contender. And they were, it was interesting because some were similar, but there were a lot of different, uh, things, um, you know, just to touch on a few. Uh, one one was Ashton Hagens has to finish. You know, he's become such a great defender. He's become really good at, uh, you know, demonstrating that he can get by anybody lane when he wants and creating shots for others. Uh, but he needs to finish shots of his own when he gets closer to the rim getting a little but um that's i think a big piece of of the puzzle um ej montgomery and nick richards came up a lot whether it be one of them specifically that somebody thought was important or both or an either or like you know i think kyle mann said one of them got to 
you know, become a factor. Either EJ has to become uh, a semi-consistent offensive threat or Nick has to become a semi-consistent rim protector. But either way, be really good without those two guys, but they can't probably unless at least one of them contributes. I thought that was interesting. There was a lot of talk about threes. You know, Sam Vecini, his big one, they ought to shoot more threes, you know, not necessarily be five out and, you know, play Golden State Warriors basketball, but they've got um, they've got some guys who can shoot it and, and are now starting to demonstrate that. But they are only taking threes 30% of their possessions, which is 332nd nationally. They, did, take, they really take them at a low. Did you not um, tell him about Calipari saying that if they take over 25 threes or yeah, whatever his magical number is <laughs> that they automatically lose. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's interesting too, as I'm going through that, I basically am in the answers to my questions or to my question for each of these guys, I, I try to add some context and some s- statistical uh, information. And to that point about Sam and, and guys starting to really shoot it, uh, Manuel quickly started four out of 18 from three. And now he's, over the last six games, he's shooting 53 per three. Uh, Tyler Hero has made at least two threes in nine of the last ten games. Uh, he started the season 12 of 44, so 27%. E. Uh, since then, he's 14 of 33, uh, and that's 42%. Pretty good. Uh, Johnson looks like he's going to be a streaky guy. He started the season five out of eight on a two for 12 slump. But in between, he went completely nuclear and hit 13 out of 21, 62%. Uh, and then you have Jamal Baker, who in 45 minutes of college basketball has made four three-pointers. Um, so, uh, you know, you've got four guys I think that you feel pretty good about, you know, and, and either one of those big or PJ on a given night can hit a couple open threes. So um, I, I do think that, you know, they're constructed to shoot the ball. They're a team that in theory – is made up to shoot the ball better than Calipari teams have, especially now that some guys that were struggling are kind of dialing it in. Uh, and I think all those guys were good shooters, had reputations as good shooters, had some struggles, but are now, you know, shooting more to the to what you expect from them. And so, yeah, I don't really see a reason not to to let them fly a little. You get in a game with one of these teams that's shooting the lights out against you. Um, so those are those are just a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people will check it out on the athletic. Um, I think the Hagen's thing is big. There's a, a really good note from Kyle Mann about how PJ Washington should play. We backed that up with some numbers in there. Um, the Nick Richards and, and EJ Montgomery stuff I think is really interesting. So uh, people should check that out. And uh, I think you know, it's it's long. It's like 2,800 words. Hope is uh, is it's some good insight and information. And I think when you finish it. You'll have a really good sense of where Kentucky's been this season, going, where they are right now, and where they're going. Uh, and I think probably most Kentucky fans will finish it feeling, I think, relatively encouraged that that overall they're still trending very much in the right direction. I would agree that they should check that out. I, I'm just I, I'm perturbed that I you know I guess I'm not a basketball expert like Kyle Mann, and I don't get asked to be interviewed for the athletic articles, Kyle. <laughs> I knew I would come on here, and talk about it with you on the on the old interwebs. Inter- yeah, that's right. I I talk enough about sports, so I talk a lot. Sometimes I forget which which show I've talked about things on, and that leads to oddities. And speaking of oddities, today's today's edition of the show is a little bit odd, where we went down a rabbit hole of talking about guys' abs. 
So you never know what you're going to get when you tune in to Locked On Kentucky. It's it's a fun it's a fun podcast, guys, and we enjoy. Uh, yeah, tomorrow if you come to Skyline tomorrow, we'll show we'll lift our show you our abs. <laughs> I'm not. I won't. What, what? Okay, so you're guaranteeing that I will? Is that what? Is yeah, that what Curtis, you said? <laughs> Curtis, Curtis, Curtis. The first person to show me that they subscribe to the Athletic, I'll I'll make Curtis show you his abs. I don't know if we're going to live up to that promise. Um, but what we what we will, the promise we will live up to is 30 minutes every weekday. We'll be here talking about Kentucky athletics. Uh, until then, you can follow along on Twitter at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. As Kyle said, ask your smart speaker. Just say play podcast Locked On Kentucky to your Alexa, Google Home, or whatever. Uh, device you have also be sure to be following along with kyle on social media you can find him on twitter at kyle tucker underscore ath you can follow me on twitter at curtis birch b-u-r-c-h however and wherever you're listening to this please subscribe rate review and most importantly share it with somebody else who would enjoy thanks again to little roses for sponsoring this edition of the show. Hope to see you on Thursday at 12.30 p.m. at the Lexington location of Skyline off of Richmond Road. Kyle will, and I will be there with some swag, and we will be happy to meet you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. <clears throat> you set. All right, testing, testing, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That sounded pretty good.